Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And here we are, back to discuss Minute 47 of Jurassic World. Before we get to that, I uh, just want to duck back over to Jurassic-pedia.com for the Indominus Rex, uh, right up there from back in uh, 2015. In particular, I need to find it, the, uh, the little additives added to her to make her able to camouflage. I'm not even going to try. Spedida. Anyway, unknown species of cuttlefish that was sourced to allow the Indominus to survive, as Wu explains later, it survived the expedited growth rate and then those genes from the cuttlefish controlling the development of chromatophores also integrated into the Indominus genome, resulting in an animal capable of active or advanced camouflage. So there's a couple little entries here with uh, the, camouf- the cuttlefish DNA being added to the Indominus um, for one purpose, and now, as we can see, it's given her, or about to see, it's given her a completely new, uh, awesome ability <laughs> to, to be able to camouflage whether she knows she's doing it or not. Yeah, honest, I think that, and this has always been me, I've always assumed that the that some of these aspects of this dinosaur were not unintentionally added, that Wu knew that there would be side effects. And, in fact, he was... I think that he was hoping that this was, in fact, the main the main um, takeaway that the DNA would be able to... I mean, because with DNA, it, it doesn't work where you just add things and it gets superpowers. You have to... <laughs> actually turn that gene on for it to appear in this animal. Mm. So Wu had to have purposely added cuttlefish DNA with the intent of making it so that she could camouflage. Yeah, and we'll get to the scene later where Masrani's talking to Wu and um, he brings that up and he's not sort of overly surprised about it. The ability... And plus, if you've got... uh, a certain dollar figure you're expecting to get for an animal. You've, you've put the cuttlefish in there so it can, you, you get the accelerated growth so the, the customer's not waiting a long time for that asset and all of a sudden, hey, it can camouflage as well. Well, there's another zero <laughs> being added to the end of it as well. Well, the other thing is is that Hoskins makes it seem that Wu 
and him were working behind the scenes to um, engineer this dinosaur for military application. I just wonder what that first meeting would have looked like. If he just walked in there with a list, I said, I want it big, I want teeth, camouflage, I want it in two weeks. <laughs> just the whole list, it's got to be smart. Got to be able to go down into a tunnel and eat terrorist belt buckles <laughs> and all. Cooler was, I believe, the word that was used <laughs> in the memo. Well, that's a different memo. That's the Masrani memo, so... <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get there. I think there's a few different people all wanting different things from this animal. Um, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they all get them. Yeah. Yep. Interesting, too, we mentioned back like, when uh, one of the previous Mercedes commercials about the marketing uh, promotional photo of the Mercedes on the cliff um, and it's sort of eyeing off the Indominus here on the, uh, the main banner for the Indominus article is that uh, production photo too so well that marketing photo so two reasons to head over to jurassic-pd.com and check this article out everyone remain calm one more thing before we get into the minutes um a little video i found amusing on youtube uh, a lot of people know richard hammond from top gear uh, english little english chap that uh, does a lot of tv stuff uh he actually got a cuttlefish and took it out of its natural environment and uh, put it into a man-made environment just to see how well that uh, cuttlefish camouflage works. And it's quite interesting to see it trying to mask uh, human shapes in that as well. We've, we mentioned before when she's out of the enclosure walking around the truck, around the maintenance truck, and that if she's trying to uh, camouflage herself with the surroundings or... If, um, like I mentioned there, somewhere, some animals, if they can't camouflage, they just sort of just go into random colours to, uh, to scare off any potential prey. But mm-hmm. a good little, I think it's only a three minute video here. Um, I'll have the link in the run sheet for those listening to go over and have a look at a cuttlefish trying to camouflage. Well, the other thing with like cuttlefish camouflage is it's incredibly complex. Their chromatophores are able to make these patterns and varying colors all at the same time Mm. and so you end up like for example when they're mating they'll the male will like throb this kind of wave of colors or when they're scared to basically shock the predator they go into like a rainbow effect with it's like a disco ball (laughs) it's just the wildest thing it'd be it'd be interesting (laughs) the first time the Indominus encounters a crowd, suddenly she goes all disco ball, and people are like, what? This is not what I saw on the brochure. Well, I wonder if something like that was scripted, because that Hasbro toy had the lights lighting up um, under her skin in the toy. True, and so does the Mattel one. Yeah. I don't know what that comes from. I don't either. I'd, I'd be really interested to see if... Well, no, I'm... Darn, now we won't see it in Cameron <laughs> Season 2, because she'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That's a shame. There's, there may be a yep. chance for a flashback or something in there, because there's still some stuff not explained in this movie and not explained in uh, Camp Cretaceous either. But 
we'll get there in a few minutes' time. Maybe, but at the same time, I mean, we we see everything that the characters saw, so yeah. What I don't know what, and we never saw the Indominus do any kind of weird camouflage stuff with in front of the other in front of the kids, so. Hmm. Yeah, I, the only thing I was really thinking of is the um, the ATV side by side we see destroyed at the old visitor center. That um, they obviously come across her at some point and she attacked it, but we got no idea what whether that was ACU troopers out trying to find her, whether it was just park staff going to lunch, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or what. But um, we'll get to that scene. We, there's a lot to talk about there, <laughs> not just that uh, that Kawasaki. The very existence of this park is predicated on our ability to handle incidents like this. It was an eventuality, okay? You should put that in the brochure. Eventually, one of these things will eat somebody. All right, Dave, ready to get into minute 47? Yep. As we're in minute 46, ACU had come across the Indominus' tracking implant, still attached to a piece of flesh that she'd clawed out. As we open on minute 47, Hamada's kneeling in the creek studying the flesh as a red drop forms on his wrist. At the seven second mark, a second drop hits his wrist, blood starting to run over his skin. He slowly looks up towards the jungle canopy above. At the ten second mark, we cut up high above him, looking down at the branch as blood drips onto the leaves. As Hamada slowly stands, the cracking of tree branches can be heard as something big is moving in the jungle. All the other ACU team members hear it too. At the 25 second mark, the camera moves to a section of the jungle, seemingly empty, but then, as the Indominus theme begins to play, the jungle starts to move, and the big animal emerges. At the 32 second mark, all hell breaks loose. Hamada screams, It can camouflage! And everyone opens fire on the animal. Within a couple of seconds, it reaches down, grabs Hamada and picks him up, seemingly using him as a human shield. But the ACU troopers continue to fire, in frustration, the Indominus throws Hamada down to the ground. He lands with a splash in the creek, and then she stands on him. In the control room, his life sign monitor flatlines. As the control room watches on in horror, the sounds and screams of ACU can be heard over the radio. At the 48 second mark, we cut back to the jungle, as some of the ACU troopers are close enough now to shock the Indominus with their tasers. But the big animal turns, knocking one trooper clear through the air with a tail. He hits a tree dead. She turns and grabs another trooper up by the head and throws him backwards through the air, again into a tree. Dead. And as the minute ends, we cut back to the control room, as Trooper Miller's heartbeat flatlines. Owen turns and looks at Claire, as the confusion and radio chatter continues to be piped into the control room. As we get into minute 47, Hamada is squatting, looking at that uh, flashing blue light of the tracker, and the flesh in his hand, and the camera pans down a little to his watch once again, showing a glowing red dot blinking on the screen. And suddenly another red dot appears, this time not on the screen, but on his arm. Uh, Hamada notices it as the second dot appears on his arm and then starts to dribble off his skin. Obviously blood dripping from above him. Mm-hmm. Another another great little sort of aliens horror scene here where you think you're alone all of a sudden. There's that, that blood dropping or some sort of noise that's... Um, alerting to you to the fact that the animal's here and it's already already got you sized up. He slowly looks up and we can see, we get a cut to a shot high up looking down 
at some at, at him through the stream and a bunch of trees uh, just out of focus there and you can see the blood covered leaves and it's dripping down onto him Hamada slowly stands and searches the jungle canopy and we can start to hear branches breaking as the rest of the AC troopers slowly look up as one there's more than eight troopers here now and one of them is a female that we never yeah. see <laughs> which is weird that is a problem with this scene is that the ACU count jumps up when it's time for the slaughter <laughs> But then we only see eight flat lines on the screen in the control room, so... Yeah, the whole... The eight names on the control room monitors... The eight names in the novel, there's eight people getting dressed up in their claw-proof or anti-claw vests and all that sort of stuff. And now all of a sudden, there's more... I think I counted 12 at one stage, plus um, plus the lady here as well that we didn't see in any of the vehicles... Or even when they um when they got out of the vehicles and started in the jungle, there was only the eight troopers. So whether another car's pulled up with some backup in the meantime, we don't really know. But it must be must be what what happened. The bird shrieks and flaps off as Hamada looks up again, as we continue to hear that uh, branch snapping. So there's something very big moving through the jungle here, and that's when we look up at a section of jungle canopy as the Indominus theme begins to play. That that uh, those slow horns mm-hmm. and um, part of the canopy appears to start to move and suddenly Indominus is right there and we talked minutes before about the uh, the visual effects of the Indominus this this looks fantastic it's probably one of the best shots of a, in the film just that and I've had to watch the scene several times just where she is where she comes from <laughs> as her head sort of becomes visible then the rest of the body, body is sort of the jungle camouflage stays behind and she walks out of the camouflage, it seems. It's a really, really good-looking effect. Probably one of the coolest dinosaur reveals since uh, the Jurassic Park T-Rex busted out of the fence and roared. Hmm. I think it's. I think the great thing about this is that it's a Lost World novel reference. <laughs> and I know that since we got the the Indominus getting her um, camouflage ability from Cuttlefish and we never see the Carnotaurus doing this in Camp Cretaceous doesn't mean that we'll never see it but I just think it's unlikely that we'll get to see the Carnotaurus camouflaged in Camp Cretaceous Season 2 because it would make the um, Indominus less unique in that respect yeah we, we, we talked a couple of minutes ago about um, the whole Jungle River and what that may have looked like in 93. I'm just trying to think of what this would have looked like in 97 if they did have the uh, the Carnotaurus in the in the worker mm-hmm. village stalking around camouflaging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, don't, you don't know. It was there the whole time. You just couldn't ever see it. <laughs> uh, that's why the Raptors never chased him in the operations building. They... Was saved at last yeah. minute by the Carnotaurus. <laughs> the raptors knew that, but the people didn't. <laughs> uh, but as the uh, as the big animal comes out into the light, its skin turns from the dark green back to grey, and it lowers its head down towards Hamada. And that's when we cut to him as he yells his final words: "It can camouflage." <laughs> Which I don't, I don't know if that was a trailer line or not. I think they actually kept that out of the trailers. Yeah, they did. They definitely, yeah. I definitely remember them keeping the entire camouflage ability 
out of the trailers. Mm. I remember people speculating that it might be able to change, like it might have some kind of coloration threat display because of the Hasbro toy. Yeah. Yes, that it was camouflage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So him him yelling that is that um, is that SWAT training? He knows he's about to die. He's informing the rest of his team, um, or informing the control room that this is something they didn't know of. With his last sort of last breath, he's informing those, so maybe they can not die <laughs> as well. I'm surprised there's no memes getting around. It's a trap <laughs> as well. <laughs> but uh, we cut back to the group of troopers as Marta makes to run away, but uh, the big animal's too quick. She reaches down and grabs him with her left arm, using him as a human shield, it seems, um, wondering if she's that smart. Because the troopers open fire, shooting the Indominus with the little electric darts, and Hamada's yelling as he's as she's squeezing him with his clawed hands, and you can see his electric darts hitting her in the chest, very close to where he's being flung around. So maybe maybe she's using him as a human shield here, but I have to wonder how much of the electricity is actually getting transferred through her torso and into her arms and into Hamada himself if he's getting shocked. <laughs> I wonder how much um, how much power these little electric darts are putting out. Well, I imagine that they would have, that the and even still they probably did not have the amps kind of metabolism that the Indominus has. I mean, this is basically a T Rex with the metabolism of a Velociraptor. Mm. It just keeps moving. It's like basically if you made Brian. Uh, Walter Payton into the size of a T-Rex. <laughs> uh, but uh, either she realises the shield's too small or they fire at her uh, with the leader in the way anyway, but the Indominus throws Hamada down into the stream. He lands face first in the water and in the second it takes him to raise up uh, for air, the Indominus slams the left foot down smashing Hamada into the water. We cut back to the control room, and of course uh, we get Hamada's screen info come up and the heartbeat flatlines. <laughs> so I don't think we need the confirmation that he was dead here. We've seen what had happened to the uh, the hunter in the Lost World. We know when you get stood on, that's pretty much it for you. <laughs> so yeah, that's the that's death of Hamada. She, he gets slammed in the water pretty much undignifiedly by the Indominus. Mm. It's kind of, and his face down, it's almost like reverse Carter. Carter. If it, Carter, even though he's getting crushed by nine tons of pressure repeatedly, still lands face up. <laughs> mm. um, but we can see here his badge badge ID, and I'm guessing the unit number. Also love the uh, the ACU badge logo here with the little T-Rex head on the torso popping out of the, uh, the C in ACU. Mm-hmm. It's something I'd love to get off eBay or someone that makes uh, the I, patches up. I think they do make patches. Yeah. 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 We also get the rank here as commander, where before he was de- described as being Captain Mermada, he is the commander of the uh, of the team. So um, the boss is dead. What help well, hope do the others have? I was thinking also that the fact that that commanders are kind of used generally by the public to refer to anybody with a level of command, you know? So his rank may be captain, but for the purpose of the control room, 
they refer to him as the commander of the yeah. ACU team, you know? So, I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's the only person who has a command. Like, say, if they were to go out, and whatever, whoever is doing te- the team leader for that particular mission would be the quote-unquote commander of the mission. Mm-hmm. They just designate that to, to whomever is in charge of that mission, you know? Yeah, and we don't really get much of a structure of well, what the ACU structure is. If, if there's... Oh, we don't even know how many teams there are, really. It's got 18 here next to him, but I doubt there's 18 ACU teams active on the island mm-hmm. when not a lot happens. But if there's, say, six six people that are capable of command, do they then meet up in a room and there's a... There wouldn't be a captain. Uh, wouldn't be general. But there's there's some one person that's in charge of all of ACU, or is that Hermata? Is he the number one commander? Or commander of Team One, and he um he runs the whole show. Yeah, goes back to that whole thing. You don't if you're the captain, you don't leave the starship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we get some real uh, tense horror score while everyone watches on in terror. We cut back to the action as uh, one trooper decides to poke the Indominus in the leg with a shock prod. Uh, everyone's standing way <laughs> too close. <laughs> But what else can they do with shock prods? You've only got so much range, or so much reach, but of course, because they're standing so close, she teaches them a lesson, uh, pivoting around on her feet and swinging her tail around, hanging a trooper, sending him flying into the trunk of a tree. And I know that poor stunt man <laughs> lived up to his uh, paycheck that day because he did it hard. Your team leader just got stomped by a dinosaur. What are you going to do next? <laughs> I'm going to poke him with this uh, sparky stick. <laughs> Uh, she grabs another one, tosses him into the air, and the man cartwheels through the air uh, into a tree branch, destroying his spine and body. Uh, and that's Trooper Craig, and he flatlines as well. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. <laughs> and as the minute ends in the control room, Alan turns to make sure Claire's watching. <laughs> so this is the start of the slaughter. We've, we're already three, three men down. Another 12, another nine to go. Anything else on that before we get to novel comparisons? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right, we'll get more into the uh, the bloodbath next minute. Uh, as the drop of blood lands on Hamada's wrist, we get a, uh, a sort of a second go at Malcolm's water example. He showed Ellie here with the whole chaos thing. The first drop runs down the side of his hand, and then the second drop runs down the other side of his hands, which that's chaos. <laughs> I thought it was a nice little nod they put in the novel. Obviously something we don't see in the film, but even if it did happen, I don't think you'd make the connection anyway. Mm-hmm. And as the Indominus picks up a martyr, he yells open fire, take it down. And the troopers fire electric cartridges, one lodging itself in the animal's leg, sending a powerful shock pulse through her body. It only makes her angrier. <laughs> so, by, uh, by the team here sh- shocking and poking it, um, there's not a lot of control here. <laughs> With the blood on the hand thing, I do believe that was filmed by Trevor, but he didn't end up liking how it looked, so he just cut it to the blood drops landing on the wrist. Oh, okay. Interesting. It, yeah, I suppose you'd wonder how it would actually trying to film that scene is, because in the car, I don't think... Well, obviously, Jeff Goldblum dumps his hand in the water and it drips onto Ellie's hand, but you don't actually see the drop running. You're just sort of relying on what the character's mm-hmm. telling you and her reaction to it. Exactly, and... Being red, it didn't quite work to the same effect, I guess. Yeah. 
well, also being fake blood and not water, it'd be a lot thicker. It's sort of more. I couldn't imagine it running running that well off off the hand. You'd have to add a bit more water to it. Exactly. Yeah, I was just gonna say that being being prop blood, it doesn't exactly leave the same kind of effect. It lo- I don't think it looked. It it just didn't look right. Yeah. But that has been minute forty-seven, Dave. Anything else you want to discuss before we get heavier today? No, I think we're good. <laughs> 